Hello, welcome back to Bath Bomb. I'm joined with Thomas Lowe. Thomas. He's, 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 he's back. Yeah, he's and I'm back on the pod. I should be saying that. I'm the host of this. And firstly, that's something that's just been completely stolen from me. Like, use that without my permission. Like, that's my thing. Like, the fact Emily did it when I wasn't here, it was disgusting. I felt violated. I should trademark that. Uh, okay, well, right. the thing is, what, what, what in my defense, I think it's so iconic and so so is the essence of Bath Bomb that it's not an episode of Bath Bomb without it and we have to emulate or you're not here. Uh, well, and yeah. I just want to be like you. Ooh, ooh. I want to be Should like be you. Do, do. Ooh, ooh. I want to walk like you. Talk, talk like, like you. you. Bath Bomb you. introduced like you. Doobie-doo. Excellent. Right, well, today we're not actually talking about the Jungle Book. <laughs> we are, in fact, talking with... Adam, who are we talking to? To Hannah mm-hmm. and Andre. Who, where are they from? They're from Nightline. Nightline? Nightline. Whoa. Uh, what is... Tom, what is, what is Nightline? Well, you're going to hear about it in a minute, but like... You're gonna, they're going to give a very, very good description of Much it. Much better than we will. Exactly. Um, so they are the listening service in Bath. You can call in, email, message... Messenger pigeon, smoke signals even, run in and scream at them. But um, and and they will listen to everyone and anything. Now this episode does come with a bit of disclaimer. Uh, we are discussing something uh, which is about mental health. Uh, so obviously we're not just going to come out with anything too random or awful. Uh, however, we cannot discuss people like members. Uh, we can't. Uh, so they can't discuss specific places where they are. However, if you are interested in joining Nightline, they have, uh, well, they'll, they'll say in the episode as well, uh, openings at the start of each semester as well, and that's how you can get involved and in that. every kind of link to contact them and emails and all that stuff, how to join is all in the description of this podcast. So um, if you're interested in joining or, or talking to them or anything like that, uh, then all those information is in the podcast description. So yeah. God, aren't we mature? We did a mature interview. Cue the duck quack. Hello, and welcome back to Bath Bomb. Uh, today we're here with Adam. Hello. Uh, Hannah. Hello. Andre. Hello. Hannah and Andre are the coordinators at Nightline. Guys, what do you do? Why are you here? What's, what's going on? Um, well, so Nightline is a confidential uh, listening service. It's run by students for like, students at the Uni of Bath, and we run like we run the service uh, sort of every night of the semester, eight pm to eight am, and it's just a way for people us uh, for students at the University of Bath to get support they need, kind of at a crucial time of the night, like you know, like mm. you're working an assignment, yeah, yeah. like maybe it's like three in the morning, and you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. You just need to vent to someone. Your friends are asleep. Uh, we're there for that sort of thing, uh, and you can really just like contact us. We've got a bunch of ways to contact us: phone, uh, instant messaging, which is basically like just texting, mm. and we've got an email um, mm-hmm. if that's more uh, what you fancy. But uh, yeah, it's sort of like the gist of one nightline does. Yeah. And as the coordinators, we kind of just make sure that Nightline doesn't burn down. (laughs) (laughs) We we kind of like oversee the general like operations, fancy word, but um, it's just making sure that Nightline does keep running. And it's a lot of firefighting really, like something's gone wrong and then we need to step in, fix things and then talk to a bunch of people. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, within the coordinator roles, uh, I'm the external coordinator, so my name ends up being in a lot of people's emails and I send out a lot of emails and I talk to a lot of people. It's a lot of just managing relationships with uh, 
people that aren't actually in Nightline, so mm. it was like the SU and things like that. Um, Hannah's role as internal coordinator is more of like more things that are actually in Nightline, so it's the uh, volunteers and um, all the other fun stuff. And, and it's completely student run, isn't it? It's a, mm. a, a student thing mm. for students, essentially. Are you attached to the university yeah. or SU in any way, or is it is it more of a, a separate thing? Uh, yeah, so uh, Nightline is affiliated with the SU. Right. We are like an official SU volunteering society, although um, we just work a bit differently because of uh, we, 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 are conf we, we keep our names confidential and everything. Mm. So um, the way we run uh, sort of like recruitment, things like that does work a bit differently, but technically we are an affiliated society. Yeah. And beyond that, there's a larger Nightline Association that kind of like governs um, all the other Nightlines in the country. So a lot of other universities in the UK have a Nightline as well. And the Nightline Association is kind of like the overarching sort of like national body that oversees the running of these organizations and it, they give us guidelines and things on how to best go about running the service, how to form good relationships with uh, stakeholders and things like that. Lovely. Okay. Well, I, I guess, uh, mm -hmm. Hannah, um, so what, so you, I'm guessing you guys coordinate in shifts. Um, what does that sort of look like? Um, we normally have three people on a shift um, every night. Um, but every night is different, so no two calls are the same, um, and that's the same for IMs and emails as well. What's the main one um, you get, though? Are you emailed more, texted, or, or do people literally call you up? Um, I'd say calls and IMs recently. Yeah. Um, we yeah. don't get as many emails, but you know we're there for anything, really, so whatever comes in, we're there to take. Apart from our lovely email, obviously, to try and, <laughs> try and get you into this room and manhandle you down and put a microphone to your face. You're very welcome. Yeah. To that. <laughs> I'm interested in like how, it, like as students to yourselves, how mm -hmm. do you manage to do an 8 p.m. to 8 a.m.? Obviously, I'm not should you do it in shifts, I'm guessing, but how do you mm -hmm. manage that, do that, as well as all your studying and... Just yeah, how do you find the time for it? How does it work if you work for uh, work with Nightline to kind of help people? How do mm. you manage your like? How do you? Cause that's your evening gone, and then sleeping is obviously really really important for like in loads of like you know physical health, mental health, and obviously studying. Mm. Uh, um, so how do you like manage all that? That's a good question. Yeah, sometimes my personal tutor will say to me, Hannah, you look exhausted. And I'm sat in a room <laughs> thinking, yeah, there's a reason for this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, th I think after a while, it just becomes a bit more normal. And we can get some sleep on shifts as well. So we're not just awake for the whole 12 hours. And I think yeah. that's something that puts people off wanting to volunteer because they think, oh, we have to stay awake from 8 till 8. But it's not that extreme. Um, it just depends how many calls we get in. Sometimes we might sleep through the night. Um, so it's it's always different. But um, yeah, the sleep deprivation can wipe you out for a week. <laughs> so are, are you like, are you all together in a room when you're doing this? Or are you kind of in different places just agreeing that you're all kind of online ready to take calls and stuff? Or are you like in a room, like a kind of a HQ, mm. I guess? Um, that's something, unfortunately, we can't really answer. Oh, okay, uh, it's some a bit of a trade secret. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But uh, going back to what you're saying about sort of like looking after yourself, mm. uh, I think especially when we're doing recruitment, because like Hannah said, there are a few things that do tend to put people off because like you said, 8, 8, 8 p.m. to 8 a.m., it's quite a rough shift. Yeah. Um, but we do emphasize to people that are keen to join. Uh, we do have a lot of welfare measures in place. And... Uh, at the end of the day, we understand that it's a voluntary role. Mm. Like, there's absolutely no pressure for you to do anything more than what you're comfortable to do. Yeah. 
our bottom line is that if like if you need more time to look after yourself or whatever, you yeah. you need to come and tell us so we can like make a note of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But the the bottom line is like we will we'll make sure that you feel at the very least looked after, mm. and uh, again, there's no pressure for you to do more than what you're not comfortable to do. Mm-hmm. And I think one the other things we tell them is that uh, in terms of how many shifts you expected it to take, uh, I can't say what the actual like guideline is, but we think it's quite reasonable because yeah. uh, mm-hmm. in terms of like uh, doing like com- contributing to the service on top of everything else in your degree. So it's kind of like free form to each volunteer because we appreciate that not everyone might just be doing nightline. People have their degrees and they might have jobs and things like that. So we just want to make it clear like it's as much as you want to contribute. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you, you are a student at the university before you are a volunteer at nightline. I don't want to see anyone burning down the degree for mm-hmm. the sake yeah. of uh, the service. Yeah, and I think just to add on to that as well, because of um, the way that Nightline runs, we all have training and listening skills, and I think that really lends itself to being being able to support other volunteers as well. And it's, um, it's a positive service at the end of the day. I mean, you're saying about this, obviously those are the, the big detriments which people see to, to joining and volunteering is obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, you've got to take a bit of a knock um, sleep-wise, you know, it's, and you are listening to presumably quite tough stuff as well but mm-hmm. you are helping people you know and it, it does seem like it's quite a, a good community I mean you, you both responded to my emails fairly chirpily <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I'm assuring that there's, there's a lot of positive reasons to, to volunteer and uh, yeah. you, you do this because you want to and you want to help people yeah, yeah. definitely and I think um, you know once you've done something like this it's quite hard to leave it because mm. like the joy that you get from listening to people and hearing that someone feels better at the end of a call, it, you can't really compare that to anything else. And it is really nice to have that effect um, mm. on someone and maybe to sort of make someone's night if they're feeling really bad. Um, you know, for any reason it could be. You guys are a listening service, aren't yeah. you? You, you mm-hmm. can't solve issues. Mm. No, yeah. we, d- we don't problem solve. We, we, we're there as a listening ear and like a sounding board. Um, and we can signpost people if they want to mm. access other services. Um, but it's mainly sort of getting people to talk about what's on their mind. And usually um, it may come to a conclusion where they sort of figure out for themselves, mm. um, you know, what, what they could do next to make them feel better. So obviously you will hear some difficult things on this. Is there a way... Mm-hmm. You say you signpost to other services, which kind of more more problem solving, like therapy, for example. I, I would assume. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm guessing you don't have, you're not linked with, like you don't automatically send people to, like you won't, like. So let's say you hear something worrying about someone's physical health, you wouldn't automatically get like the police involved or the therapy involved without their consent. I'm guessing. I don't know if you can answer that. There are systems in place to deal with those sorts of decisions, yeah. and we do train the volunteers in those sorts of decisions. I can't really go into yeah, yeah. what those systems are or how we do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, when, when we talk about signposting, we kind of consider like what we think would be most helpful for whoever's calling. Yeah. And then we just mm-hmm. make a judgment call uh, based on that. So quite a bit of what we train people to do is how to make that judgment call. So it's a lot of understanding. For example, uh, if I would send someone to the student wellbeing service, what would that look like in terms of 
the support they would get is this the most helpful option yeah. if mm-hmm. I were to tell someone to go to uh, for example the, the SU if they're looking for society what support like what would they get out from that yeah. and just considering these sorts of like smaller things is something that is we, we do train on but I can't really go into much more detail <laughs> yeah, in that. Sure. But I'm sure like the most most amount of calls you get don't require that level of interference necessarily mm-hmm. it's more about small things small yeah. issues which yeah. are, aren't necessarily something which needs as extreme as therapy or mm-hmm. you know the, the student service is always, is always a great thing but it's like it's just good to have someone there to yeah, hear to you sometimes yeah, yeah. 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 and it and it could also be something as simple as um i'm locked out of my room and i don't know who to call yeah. you know if you're if you're on campus and you've forgotten your key or something mm-hmm. then in that case we could give you the number for security like it's not always going to be a really serious situation mm-hmm. where we need to sort of call the police or anything like that yeah um i mean at the end of the day we do advertise quite heavily that you can call us about anything and we do mm-hmm. mean that um we've had a lot of bizarre calls over the years uh people asking mm. how to order pizzas and things like that <laughs> which is which is information i will happily sign up <laughs> towards do you order it for them do you like just go to the Domino's i can't do that for them uh, you can't order pizza for them well can you give them like a discount code i know it's a stupid discount code <laughs> Well, <laughs> I, if, if I had the information on hand, yeah, about it. If, if the SU is considering uh, a- equipping that like discount codes, okay. uh, SU, maybe I'll think about it. In your yeah, call. Yeah. <laughs> I think my favourite call was a drunk call I got when someone was at Sham Castle and they didn't know how to get back to their oh, accommodation. <laughs> We've talked a lot about Nightline as, a, as an organisation and as coordinators as well, and y- you know what actually being in Nightline means, but I, I guess... Why would someone want to firstly contact Night9 and then, then also uh, join as well and volunteer? Why, why, why this service, basically? Well, I mean, Nightline is there to listen to anything you really want to talk about. So it could be uh, something like, I'm feeling a bit lonely because I've come to uni. And I think this is a situation that comes up, that happens to a lot of people. You come to uni from somewhere far, a bit further out from Bath, okay. Yes, <laughs> and you don't know anyone here you just don't really know anyone to talk talk to um you can just call us and even if it's not just because you're feeling stressed about lonely if you just want to have a chat like uh that is something we can do as well like mm-hmm. you can literally just call us and uh just waffle on about how you love i don't know lord of the rings or something we'll happily engage you in that oh conversation my God, yes can i <laughs> would you do would you talk to lord of the rings with me well kind of depends on the situation yeah. but we will, we if, will. I, if i'm doing a marathon and i'm obviously like in some kind of you know, headspace. I'm doing a 19-hour Lord of the Ring marathon, which is amazing, <laughs> by the way. And I need someone to t- talk about, like, uh, like you know, Aragorn's just kicked the helmet, and I need to tell someone that he broke his toe. Yeah. Like, would you, would you listen? Would, if, would that if it's if it's listen, a something yeah. that's very important, to you, we'll, have to, we'll, 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 we'll at least hear, hear you out. But you can just rant to us. If yeah, you want to. It, 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 we'll, we'll hear people. I will hear you out, like ranting about your course, or maybe you thought the lecture you had was not the best uh, or things like that, but we will literally listen to anything. Uh, and yeah, cool. I think a lot of people have the sort of assumption, if you will, that Nightline is for like mental health and uh, like things that are really bothering you, uh, uh, that sort of thing. But it's not really the case. There's a lot that goes into mental health uh, just beyond like, I'm not feeling the best right now, I'm feeling lonely. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just as helpful to be able to get on the, get on the phone and just tell someone like, I'm feeling good right now and this is why and just share like that sort of 
like feeling with other people. Mm-hmm. And I guess having that affirmation as well of I am actually feeling good and, and here's why. Like even if especially you, you don't know who to share that with or if you don't have anyone to share that with as well, that, mm-hmm. that can be just as positive as talking about something which is bothering you, I guess, yeah. in talking through an issue. I, I, I don't know who you guys are I there. think mm. also I think that like it that there the universe mental health services are stretched at the moment and I mm-hmm. think that having an option where it's obviously not therapy and it's not solutions like it's not it's not going to solve any issues mm-hmm. necessarily but having an outlet to speak to people who are not in your life and who are not uh, kind of your, like your friends is a massive asset to mm-hmm. your one's ability to like to kind of deal with things because often you know i think we've all had it where we just vented to a friend about something we didn't want a solution we just kind of they were there to listen and we felt better because it's off our chest and it's off our shoulders and mm-hmm. adam doesn't take my calls anymore because i keep <laughs> calling you about aragorn <laughs> kicking helmets yeah, can, you please, <laughs> like, you, can you talk to my lord of the rings so i don't <laughs> have to anymore. Um, but i think it's a really really useful service for that and i think that mm-hmm. um that you know whilst there's the other options at university at the moment are quite unfortunately limited in, in yeah. what you can access so and the same goes for NHS services as well. Of course, yeah. Um, like there's just waiting lists everywhere. So uh, when you do need someone to speak to that's not, like you say, not directly in your life and someone that's going to be anonymous and keep things confidential, then we are there for that support as well. And I think just on the topic of mental health, um, I saw something recently, I think it's called the mental health continuum. And it's like, when we talk about mental health, people may assume you're talking about having a mental health disorder like depression or anxiety, Mm. and that's like a diagnosis. But not everyone has a diagnosis, but everyone has mental well-being, Mm. and they're two different things. And you could could be someone um, without a diagnosis, but still be struggling more than usual. And in that case, you may still need to talk to someone and recognize that um, you need to seek support. Um. So, more about you two. So, how did you actually get into this? So, we'll go one at a time. Like, how did so? Like, did you start in your first years? When? How did you like find out about it? And how has it evolved whilst you've been doing this? So, um, Nightline's always had quite. Uh, I, I'm. I do psychology. I'm in the final year of my undergrad. Yeah. Um, and Nightline's always had quite a close relationship with the psychology department. And actually, every year. I'm not sure if it's just first years, but basically most of the students in the psychology department do get an email from like the course admin saying that this is Nightline, this is what uh, what Nightline does. It's a volunteering opportunity that offers a lot of like sort of like core skills for psychologists yeah. that yeah uh, you might uh, be interested in. Uh, so I got that email. I was like, oh, that looks quite interesting. So I'll go and find out more information. Uh, me being me, I kind of procrastinated it uh, on it until like the very last minute got an application and barely got in in time for um, just, just the start of my first year. Yeah. And then, like Hannah said, once you kind of get into it, you kind of just get sucked in. Yeah. And then um, I got convinced by the, the coordinator then to run for the committee. And then after that, I just got sucked into the committee yeah. like every single year I've been with Nightline since then. So I've been on with Nightline for four years now on the committee for three. Uh, but... Yeah, I just thought it would be, it looked like something that's quite interesting because when you think about volunteering at university, it's things like V-Team and REG, which are very good opportunities, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. But Nightline was such a unique opportunity to run like, a, to be in a part of a listening service yeah. uh, coming from Singapore where maybe mental health isn't as openly talked about as it should be. Mm. Run, being a, having a chance to 
be a part of that service as like a student volunteer was something that was quite interesting to me and unique. So I just thought I'd give it a go. Mm. And I guess that's a good segue before we get to you, Hannah, mm -hmm. is um, if someone was looking to, to get in and get to apply, like, how would they do that? Yeah. You know, uh, when, you, when you sort of open for applications, uh, how open is it? You know, do, do, you, do you vet people? What, 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 sort of, what sort of thing do you, do you look for in a mm -hmm. candidate? Um, so we advertise during Freshers' Week. So mm -hmm. the next one now will be next year uh, um, in October. Um, and then we normally have like a QR code or something. Oh, nice. yeah. um, or you can email our training officers. So on the Nightline website, there's all the information about how to volunteer with us, um, who to contact. And then uh, we have like an application form. So you have to write a bit about yourself and why you want to do it. But it's not like a personal statement. It's quite yeah. kind of short. Um, and then we'll have a look at those. And then we have a training weekend. Um, once per semester so we take in two lots of volunteers um, over the year um, and then if you pass the training weekend then you're, you're on in. the team <laughs> <laughs> there's no going back yeah, they're here listening ears out my goodness and, and I guess yeah. same question that we posed towards Andres so like how did you get involved in it is it a similar similar sort of way um, is, is it um, through the course or just I didn't see it through my course. I do pharmacy, so it's it's not as advertised um, that way. But I think I just saw about it when I came to the like offer holders day um, before I started uni, and I just really liked the idea that um, you know you could reach out to someone that that's not a friend or someone that you know um, if you if you need to to someone in that way and I think because I was coming to uni and thinking I I come from Yorkshire so it's quite far away and I obviously didn't really know many people when I came to uni and I thought that's such a nice thing to be involved with mm. to, to be there for someone who may be in a situation where they don't have friends to talk to or they're far from family and I, I don't really know why I wanted to do it myself but I just saw it as a really good opportunity and I think it's really nice to be in that situation and to offer that support to other people. But so we always do this for all our uh, mm -hmm. our um, coordinators and uh, leads that we bring on is is your elevator pitch so um, Adam god damn it um, is going to shove you in a, in a lift and he's going to cut the wire <laughs> and you're with me I've got a clipboard and a suit and tie and we've got about a minute before we hit the floor or b before Adam decides that he's going to shove the brakes on You've got a basically a minute to to sell us sell us your. I sell love us how long the preamble's getting. This we want. Well, it, well, no, this is, yeah, yeah, okay, so fair enough. I can't quite explain this in the lift. We want a one minute I think pitch. We'll <laughs> That's what we want. Okay, so guys, what we want to do? We want to sit you down, right? Here we go. Listening ears on. Okay, you're good at this. You're nightline coordinators. Okay, so what we're going to do? This is can't towards the We'll be dead as soon as we hit the bottom. Yeah, but so assuming this is all explained to you before we shove you into the lift somehow, sell it. Okay. Hello, we're Nightline. We're here for you. Um, we're here to listen, not lecture. Yeah, uh, we're here every night of the semester, 8pm to 8am. Feel free to call us about anything. You can call us by uh, phone, IM or email. Uh, if you want to call us by phone, the number's in the back of your library card. If you want to contact us by IM or email, the details are found on our website. You, if you just Google Bath Nightline, it's the first result that's on there. Yeah. Um, if you've got any questions, uh, the committee emails are also on there. Feel free to ask us any questions. Uh, just you guys as platform found our coordinators email quite easily. Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. We'll happily entertain anything uh, from anyone.
entertain anything, literally anything. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, do you want to come on our podcast? <laughs> really cool, you guys. We're just doing volunteer work today. Yeah. You know? <laughs> if you want to get in touch with support, please do. Or if you just want to mm-hmm. talk to one of the committee about any questions you have about the service or what we do, please get in touch. We're ha- more than mm-hmm. happy to answer anything. And if you want to join us, it's a great team to be on. You've got a yoga event. When, when is that? Yeah, so we've got a yoga and mindfulness event. That's on Thursday, the 4th of May. Um, from three till four, and it's at the Edge um, Western Studio. All the links to the emails and the you know the links to Nightline will be in the description of this podcast and on the Bath Time social media. So perfect, yeah, fantastic, well, guys. It's been wonderful having you. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Lovely. And uh, that's been uh, Hannah and Andre. The <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having us. It's what my mum calls it. It's slight entertainment. <laughs> He's funny sometimes, and you know, sometimes. You know it's, it's interesting to poke him and see what he does. Oh. They, are, they are very hit and miss these <laughs> guys. Uh, In my yeah. book, slight is better than nothing. So <laughs> I'll take that. I'd take that. Exactly. Well, brilliant. Thank you guys for coming in. That was a great interview. That was a great interview. I think I did amazing. I think you really good work. I think the best bit of it is when you start talking about Lord of the Rings for about five minutes. Do you want me to talk about five? Uh, like we've got five minutes left on the podcast. I reckon I could probably probably talk about it. For yeah, another. I, I think dear listener is looking at their podcast right now and thinking, please take. Oh off. God, please no, please, no, please, 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 please okay. Please, well, I've got a lo- okay, right, fine. Look, if anyone wants to talk to me about Lord of the Rings, uh, just contact me at tl2017 at bath.ac.uk. Genuinely, uh, as a plea from me, please do because. He keeps talking to me about it. Yes, and, and he I, doesn't want that I anymore. am not Nightline. Yeah. I don't want this. Please don't email Nightline about... Well, unless you really have to rant as, about as Lord said, of the Rings. said, if you really want to talk about it, and it's something then, really then you, to, you, you go for it. it. But please... <laughs> yeah, don't prank call them. Don't like, prank call them. Around. Use their service. Lovely stuff. Right, well, I guess we should, we should probably do the, the, the credit spiel as well. Adam, are you ready? Oh, are we doing the little bit? Uh... Well, yeah, that's that's the thing we have to do at the end of the podcast because right, you cool. want to, to keep it mature and professional, even though we have, a, a again, a duck quack in our um, introduction. Wah. Hey, that introduction music slaps. Thank you very much. Okay, well, that. thank you very much, Adam. Yeah. Right, well, so this has been Bath Bomb. Thank you very much for listening. Bath Bomb is a Bath Time magazine production. Uh, Bath Bomb is hosted by Adam Wright, me, and Thomas Lowe. Me! Uh, the guest today was Hannah and Andre from Nightline. And this week's show is produced by Thomas Lowe. And edited also by Thomas Lowe. And also I produced it as well then. In that and case. you produced it as well. No, excellent stuff. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll be back. At some point. At some point. <laughs> we we find un- another person to interview. <laughs>